Hi. Hello. Look at that. We're live. We live, baby. Just like that. I'm here right. too. All right. And our lovely <laughs> PA Allard. Allard. All it? right. Yes. Welcome back to another episode of Crisis Alert. Heck yeah. This Whoa. is our second one. We're doing the recap for book two. Um, it's been a crazy journey and we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of questions, four pages to be exact. So <laughs> we won't get to all of them, but we'll get to what we can. How are you boys? Doing well. You know, I was just about to beat the lich on Kingmaker. (laughs) Got called down here, so it's whatever. (laughs) We had to pull you away from Pathfinder to do some Pathfinder. I know it's a hard life. (laughs) It is a a real hard life out here. How about you, Michael? I'm doing swell. Swell? Swell? Doing just fine. Doing some good work today. How about you, Kyle? Happy to be here. Hey, right on. All right, well, let's do questions from within our group first, and then later we'll we do a recap in. of everything yeah, that's happening. Sure. sure. Okay. <clears throat> Some context. Yeah. So, book two for us started at roughly the end of the Golden Goblin siege and burning down the goblin, and then the journey into the Devil's Elbow. And. <laughs> When we were there, there was a lot of good discoveries of the drow and all of the Akata and the nonsense therein, too. Um, if anyone has any, like, special recap points, feel free to point them out. But uh, Even getting there was hard with the bandits that tried to... Yeah, bandits yeah. burning down the boat. Uh, Dane was quick Dane to Dane had started getting corrupted by a crossbow. Uh, yep, the, yep, the first, whole crossbow work. The, the first yep. <laughs> night on the Devil's Elbow, you guys all got attacked by eight or so Akatas, something yep. like that. Yep. And that N- was when nightly I, Akatas was just kind of like good the fun. feeling. Yep. <laughs> the first time Elyon ever encountered anything with fire resistance, that was really fun. Yeah, that threw her, threw yep. her off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you came in here with like a new uh, burning arc spell, you're like, I'm going to rage on everybody with this spell. It's going to chain off and kill them. <laughs> and nothing. And magic resistance. Magic missile, magic missile, magic missile. Yep, magic nothing. missile, magic missile. <laughs> Every yeah. day. Uh, yeah, the whole crossbow arc, that was crazy for Dane. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. More. Yeah, exactly. That's like that's just its whole own yeah. damn ordeal. After the first thing you guys decided to do on the Devil's Elbow was go check out the crater that was in one of Crow's visions in uh-huh. one of his oh, dreams, yeah. and that's where you found the big old water troll, this the Skag, uh-huh. Skag, Scrag, Scrag, yeah, Scrag. yeah. Troll Borderlands or something. Ran at you for like ten rounds. Got a lot of chance to to just shoot it down and buff up. That was fun. Uh, found some a big old chunk of Nakul ore found the dead bodies of some Avery men with drow arrows sticking out of them. Right. That was the first time you yep, found that anything was the first drow, drow poisons. So that was our first sign of them at all. Yep. Uh, I think that was like the only sign I, of honestly, them. Yeah, I, thought, I for sure <laughs> thought sneaking. there was going to be a lot more like uh, breadcrumbs for drought. You know what I yeah. mean? Being like, here's some poison. Now you see a little bit of clothing. Here you see what is just like poison. Next thing you know, you found them. Yeah, <laughs> like, the drow were kind of like what's... Or maybe... And it helps that he was under a command that Zintra kind of command a, really fed us. What's the term I'm trying to think of? Um, uh, the the Devil's Elbow and the Akatas and all that stuff. The mm-hmm. Devil's Elbow was just kind of like a, a MacGuffin for the whole just finding out where the drow right. was. Yeah. Just finding out about their existence under the plot of like go to this distant land. Uh, <laughs> not even distant land, just an island. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty close land. Go to this really close land and find out about some dark shit just to arc you into the next book. Yeah, it was good. I like that though. And then after the encounter in the crater, what we do in the craters, 
Uh, <laughs> you guys jump back to the harbor to rest and stuff. We were getting attacked by assassin vines and stuff like that along the way. And you made your way up to Witchlight Tower, where you fought zombies for the first time. And then uh, Sam popped her head out of the out of the tower. <laughs> I was like, "What are you guys doing? Get, up, get the fuck up here! What are you doing? We're all dying. This is bad." <laughs> Help Bless, us. Bless Sam's soul yeah. and rest in peace to her entire team. Almost yep. <laughs> that whole yeah. tower fell over, killed a bunch of Akatas. Yeah, but also all, Sam was the last remaining cipher mage. She was pretty yeah roughed we up about died that. Trying to save her, trying yeah. to save yep. her teammates. Oh, see, that's a risky ass move we did. Almost <laughs> took us out. You, did, you were good people though. Yeah. You know, we tried. Yeah, most we of that. That was just, like just not doing your. Uh, most of the island is you putting yourself in danger for other people. Right. Yeah. Not you're not choosing to because you want to be, but you're choosing to because you were asked to go there, and then you found friends there that are in trouble. Uh-huh. So it's it's, it's more valiant of, a, of you a guys. burden. Yeah, it's like you're here yeah. for burden reasons at this point. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's true. So what else? One after we knocked the tower, we knocked the tower down, the Akata knocked the tower down. Uh, there was the Wraith where we found the whole ghost yeah, you, story. You just a couple a, days. Just an arc thing. Well, I'm... I, yeah, because uh, yeah. after going back to the harbor, you, you met up with uh, Jasper again. Mm-hmm. Uh, af- uh, after... Sl- not Slag, uh, Zincher and uh, Zincher's men, Bradicar and Brando... And a crew mm. of them guys they went talked and, like, to talked to you. Between that. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Crow slipped up and mentioned the Shinrak yeah. Wrath yeah. while they were around, uh, yeah, which yeah. definitely altered the encounter at the end. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But Interesting. after that, yeah, then it was you went over and discovered the West Tower, which had some centipedes. Then you shot a deer, <laughs> got attacked by Morakatas, uh, got attacked by a wraith at night, Went and found the tower that the wraith was in. Dane went spelunking. Uh, <laughs> what we, was that wraith saying? It was so that was the wraith of uh, Yaris. Yar, Yaris. Yeah, Yaris. I can't remember his last name, but yeah. he was the, the person who founded the town of, of Witchlight. Founded all, all the settlement out on the Devil's Elbow, uh, basically to uh, win over the heart, the love of a, a siren who had. <laughs> made him fall in love with him yep. due to spells and because he was just with her for so long he actually just ended up loving her to begin <laughs> with and when the townsfolk found out that he was like meeting with the siren they all killed her uh, and then he killed himself nice. and then the town Oof. failed and then he haunted that whole ass yeah. island <laughs> there was some other kind of bad stuff that was happening on the island before that mm-hmm. that happened like one of the towers burned down all like the grain storage went up in fire uh, there was a shipment of livestock and and, and I think grains too that brought over the giant centipedes. So the the area not being too hospitable in general, they just kind of brought more shit to it, and it ended up. Yeah, it felt like a lot of red herring stuff that were like just not even red herrings, but just fluff. You know, a lot of fluff or little things that sprinkled it along the way when really it was just that drow thing. Yeah, the 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 drow's story was like. Centipedes. The, the story of the so devil's elbow <laughs> far exceeded the story of the drow being there. So there is mm-hmm. much more flavor of just the island in general, more than encounters with the drow. On yeah, it. they kind of they're waiting a little bit for total drow encounters to happen. Right. Yeah, and we talk a little bit in one of the questions too about how it's like mainstreamed or mainlined a little bit, to, streamlined a little bit to, you know, fluff and get what we want out of it. 
Yeah, and um, Paizo does a lot of stuff like like flavoring the a random, not a random, but a dungeon that they go into with a little bit extra story alongside the reason that you're that you're going there. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's what I felt like. It felt like a lot of flavor, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it was good. I like. If it. I can ask a question now, yeah. yeah. Do you? Th- uh, was it? Did you expect us to find the drow as the last thing to do on the island? We did everything else. And then we found the drow. I mean, that's how it ideally it would work. Uh, but if you guys really wanted to, like, if you would have been of the the mindset, the player set, we're like, all right, we're gonna comb this island, and we're gonna start here, and then we're gonna search over here, and then we're gonna search over here. We're probably gonna find Knockwalor uh, over here. Maybe, hopefully, we'll look over here and like comb it that way, more of like a gamey kind of methodical way. Sure, you, you might have found it. Also, you could have found it a couple times, but you guys specifically said you weren't going to use the road to go to Zincher's camp. You said stay off the road as you went by it. So mm-hmm. you guys would have had uh, the potential to see a little path down the cliffside as you were going to Zincher's, but you guys didn't want to take the path. Oh, wow. We definitely would have searched that. If we saw that yeah. path, we would have yeah, gone straight in true. that door. Mm-hmm. But we so. thought we were being safe. Huh. Safer doing. We'd have been in a lot of trouble too, then, too, though, I bet. Yeah, I'm <laughs> happy with how it turned out. I mean, well, maybe a little lower. Yeah. Well, <laughs> happy might be a strong word. Yeah, all together. And if you, you want to think about it, too, and like the coincidence that is Sam's ex machina showing up via scry, <laughs> like if that would have happened earlier, then also that might throw, if, if you're thinking can, and that would throw like the whole, like, well, we were just coincidentally checking in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be like, you wouldn't have been checking in, so we wouldn't have had Sam. We wouldn't have yeah, yeah I probably, they could have been checking in, but I we probably, probably would have done it the same. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't have had the idea to be like, have Sam like have you a, a late night booty call with the sending scroll, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I probably hadn't worked that in there yet. Yeah, so the, she probably wouldn't have text. shown up, <laughs> right? Yeah, scry booty call is something, scry sexting is a new thing we need to, we need to inform. Yeah, people. it's just the scrolls take 10 minutes to cast, so it's, it's kind of a lag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to really like be committed to it's this. Like yeah. It's a very I, it's, common elf it's thing. It's probably all the time. quicker <laughs> if you have it on your spell list, but I don't know. That spell said it took ten minutes. That's funny. That encounter was batshit, and if we would have done it a day earlier, I don't know if we would have made it. Yeah, you'd have been <laughs> potentially a level lower too. Oh yeah, a beginning yeah. it. Well, because yeah, we it. had the hole in battle in between. So here, yeah, there might have been. I'm so before we get uh, too far ahead of ourselves, like right. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> between this battle, there was the you going to Zincher's camp, talking with Zincher, and then overthrowing Zincher uh-huh. as you guys started a coup with his own men. <laughs> yep. Uh, what? How did that go about? In Classic your Golden was Goblin that, shit. Was that just what you guys needed? Needed and or would you I have? I think when Akron <laughs> kind of when we figured it out and he revealed himself, it was kind of a no brainer from there. It was yeah. like, all right, if that's what he wants anyway, then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's help this guy. Easy clap. We I already guess. want to do this, so yeah. this is just the reason that that pushes Think it over. If you'll the edge. put, if you'll put well, that muscle in, let go. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. I think we were all scared too. Oh yeah, Elion was at least. I she definitely didn't feel felt like she could go into that camp with just us and take it all out and take yeah, it over. Yeah, we definitely knock felt like. Yeah, that's man, how you guys no. have felt for almost every single encounter. That's why though, I said classic goblin <laughs> shit. I was like, so I, I yeah, I over prepared, over prepared, <laughs> and then I just make it more difficult because you've over prepared. <laughs> like, okay, you guys, it was it was fine before you did all this stuff. But, but what if we yeah. ramp it up to a war every single fight where it's sixteen v twenty? Yes, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that there are going to be a lot more encounters coming up where it's just like one big guy and then everybody else. Yep. So I just have one person to control <laughs> who smacks you guys up a few times. Yep. 
Uh-oh. Those are the ideal encounters. Uh-oh. None of this like. 14 20 person right well that's just a dude like pc combat it's funny to think of it as a small party compensating for being a small party too yeah. <laughs> it's being like oh they are true. three people and they feel scared because every other else is a six person party true 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 <laughs> i did think you guys were just gonna go in his inches and just like take him out right like maybe right do away, some though. sneaky shit at night but like when you get someone who's like yeah i will also help and the zone else like i'll help you're like okay yeah okay cool <laughs> like mm. this is going to go uh, a lot better came together cuz that that conversation with him it was it went well <laughs> i i had trouble with it from my end just because i knew that zincher was charmed and like super irritable but i don't really have like they didn't write they had, didn't write out anything for anybody to say in the first right what are examples of a pissed off zincher books <laughs> talking and like but what would he I mean, we figured it out a little bit. I and I think it kind of helped that if I was a little bit more confusing because he would have been a little bit more confusing because he was right. He was compelled magically to not seek help or mention the drow. <laughs> yeah, but he desperately wants help because he, in his head. The dr- if anybody found out that he was helping the drow, that would have besmirched his name completely and he would have lost all credibility within town. So that's why he was always super frustrated when any, any anybody brought up the drow because mm-hmm. he's like, I can't have anybody know about this or else my whole career is on the line kind of thing. But yeah. it ended up being his life on the line instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. either either way, he was almost fucked in that situation. The drow knew uh, were using him, and like that probably wasn't just going to go away. They don't often just discard someone. He's probably just dead. Like yeah, you know, like, They're probably not just going to discard him. <laughs> yeah, that's what deported to Saul. Yep, yep. <sighs> Poor guy. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, the Griggs. Yes. Uh, and then another thing in that one was the Eli, or not Eli dad, but Kruer, Dane dad situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. The yep. Dean yep. Dave situation. The Dean Dave. Dean Dave. The dying Dean Dave situation. He's my man. <laughs> Regardless he's of his Dave, name. He's Dave. He's Dean. Yeah. So how did how did that aspect influence your guys' choices in that combat as well? Because not only was there a zombie horde running at you guys, there was, you guys wanted to assassinate Zincher, and there mm-hmm. was somebody potentially to save. Potentially mm-hmm. two people, but one guy was a little bit too gone at that point. Yeah. So Dying dad, zombie fight, and yeah, assassination your... attempt all in one night. <laughs> I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was a that was a heater of an episode. Um, that one, I was, yeah, that was an emotional wreck day too. Classic. Uh, estranged father shows up and he's sick on an island that you're sent to via you know a mission that's just yeah it's mm-hmm. heavy that's some full circle yeah stuff for um sure. there was a lot going through dane's mind all pretty much based around how do i save him and get this redemption arc over with for him you know what yeah. i mean he's like i have some personal beef right now and i wasn't sure which one outweighed more in my head save dad or kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> Did, has the beef been squashed? Has I think the was, beef got squashed with Zincher, like the goblin beef did. You know what I mean? Like now it's like arrested. It's arrested like point your, for him your now. Your dad beef though. Oh, is dad, dad beef squashed? Like, no, like it's gonna. That's gonna be a slow burn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that was like you could even tell like when we were doing like the walks and stuff. I made it like distant. You know what I mean? Like I didn't necessarily just huddle around him the whole time by any means. Um, so it was like very distantly played anyway. Um, I think that's just going to continue on. Like, he, there's, 
I don't know, you saved him once, but also you have a lot of years of shit to be, like, That's paying true. back. And, like, I don't even have examples of, like, what he's done, but I'm sure it's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> In his mind, he might feel like, oh, man, I changed, like, over this course of my right. of my dying experience. But <laughs> you're a, a person's view of a person doesn't change. Yeah. Like, the inside of somebody can change. Yeah, they changed. Yeah. Uh, then freaking Elyon just kind of went into the zombie horde and just started lighting things <laughs> oh, on yeah, fire. Oh yeah, that was Elyon's heyday though. That felt yeah, awesome. that <laughs> felt like the perfect situation for her. Burning hands. I think I did over a hundred damage with that burning hands. Oh right heck off the yeah, bat, including on some of Zinger's men. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Who knows? I don't know what's definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah, they might have not been turned yet. Who knows? Yeah, worth it. Yeah, it was a good fight for her. And then the boots of climb are just always handy. Yeah, she's definitely making the most of those out of every situation you come across. Though it got really uh, pretty hairy when the two started swinging at her. She got rushed by True. two or three zombies. And it was at that point where it's like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I run right into the middle of the What have I done? Oh wait, oh, wait, I'm not the tank. <laughs> she's not the tank. She's pretty reckless sometimes. And that can bite her in the butt. But a new spell came out of it. True that. <laughs> Was that Burning... What new spell are you talking about? Oh, I think it was Burning Arc. That was the first time she successfully used Burning Arc and did a mm -hmm. lot of damage. Oh, I suppose because it had been like Alakata stuff before then yeah. that in, in groups of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might have... Maybe you threw on, on the zombies you made right... You We found right away, but I don't remember. Maybe... I can't remember what it was. Yeah. At that point, you, we did back. level you guys up right before that episode of the combat so maybe there, there's probably a new spell in there somewhere mm -hmm. yeah it was a new fire spell of some sort interesting yeah but yeah, yeah. In, the, in the moment of desperation when <laughs> there were two in front of her her spell morphed and did more and yeah it was a growing experience and also made her realize that she's not invincible <laughs> <laughs> not, not invincible yeah. although fucking powerful yeah. <laughs> like she might be put down somewhat easily, but she puts people down. Yeah, you are a soft tank. More swiftly. <laughs> a little marshmallow that flings fire. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that's a good question, too, that we do have, is that, uh, like, how has Elihan felt with that, like, exponential combat growth strength throughout the whole arc? Like, from the beginning of our campaign to now has been such a huge thing. Like, how do you feel about that growth in particular, just in your combat strength? Not in, like emotional you know like how do you feel in just combat wise over your growth uh i think after the final drow fight is when it really hit her after so many other people went down and there were so many people that died uh-huh uh it was a it was a real serious combat against uh spellcasters which was a big deal for her uh -huh. had, i don't know had we fought That's spellcasters true. previous to this not really. There was the dretches that were kind of spellcasters in the the final the boss fight of book one. Otherwise, was Depora no. just a bow user? She she had spells, I'm sure, but she might have had she had buffs. Uh, <laughs> I think she was just a fighter. Yeah, I don't remember her using sure. any. Yeah, so, so yeah, that was, was definitely the toughest one. I mean, drow, sure. drow, and her, drow and drow nobility further have just innate spell casting abilities spell like abilities so she definitely had those that's how she cast like greater darkness and stuff not right. greater darkness but <laughs> darkness on you guys and try to dip out god no to greater darkness <laughs> but back to this one after the fight at zinchers that's when the booty calls came in and what's uh, <laughs> what's your thoughts or elion's thoughts on 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 sam uh well elion didn't 
think of it as a booty call. She <laughs> just thought Sam we was just checking in. Yeah. I, I just said, hey, you up? <laughs> hey, you <laughs> which up. is just the stereotypical yeah. booty call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I called it a booty call. Someone, yeah, but someone in her situation that received that might think of it like that, but that just totally escaped her. She just thought her friend was checking in on her. She likes Sam. She thinks Sam is cool. She's a good friend. She definitely wants to hang out with her, but yeah, I don't know if she, I don't, she didn't pick up or have the thought in her mind that it was a booty call. She's yeah. pretty oblivious to and that might that just, stuff. That just might be because like she's a adolescent elf at this point for a long time is maybe even before adolescence in elfhood. I don't know. It's hard to, because Elyon being a 18 year old elf is a somewhat hard thing to handle is as far as lore goes because how do you quantify the physical development of an elf that lives hundreds of years uh, how quick do they just like become a full grown adult right and it seems like what i have been playing off of is uh she she'll reach this 17 year old age kind of be full grown but still look like a basically 15 16 year old for maybe like 30 40 years before she like kind of gets to that yep. i'm a i'm now a young adult i now look yes. like maybe a <laughs> yeah. teenager maybe a young adolescent you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah yeah her definitely the way she carries herself and her like Period. robes and everything make her maybe look a little older but she is yeah pretty baby face <laughs> if you weren't if you weren't actually decently tall it would look like like a little kid in robes which would be just that cute wizard look and i think you should rock that but on the same idea of like her physical development taking a long time is her mental development of like attraction and stuff like that going to take longer to develop as well yeah as a player i I don't elion doesn't think of it this way because she doesn't get the thoughts Mm -hmm. but as a player i'm playing it like yeah she doesn't think about that so much it just isn't something that's sparking in her brain at this point that'd be really early i think too you know what i mean like as far as the timescape goes i feel like that'd be really early to be like worrying about that at all you know what i mean like who am i gonna settle down with like what i don't even know who i am (laughs) she's got to figure out herself you know how they say you got to love yourself you don't even know yourself yet like how can you love yourself (laughs) and there's the at like at the temple of calistria that's why she prayed by herself just in a room by herself just not interested i love that that. Mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm-hmm. Would she feel not ready then? Not ready? Like yeah. if it was th- if someone did like throw it onto the plate of like wanna? Like would she be like no? <laughs> uh, and I, you were well personally attached. I don't know. Maybe that'd make it worse for you. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We. Uh, she'd see what would happen. I think she's definitely interested in having experiences. She doesn't really. I think that goes for all of the actions in her life. She doesn't really know what she wants yet, but she wants to have some experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. Be definitely just learning. Living yep. life. Definitely you know, have vibing. Just vibing. <laughs> Always vibing. Always freaking vibing. Elves vibing and acting like they're learning something while they do it. <laughs> yep. And what was what was Crow doing on this whole this whole thing? You he's you, vibing and not you, learning. Bro. Yeah, you were vibing, just like having a good time, cuddling up with your dogs before the combat yeah. and everything else. And then they would run away, and mm-hmm. then we'd fight, and then they'd come back. Yeah. I was being nice about that. I could have made you go like find them, but I was like, nah, they'd probably they'd probably stick around. They they don't know where they're going. They know where the <laughs> rations are. <laughs> yeah, they, they they can smell crow's musky body <laughs> from a mile away, unshowered for weeks <laughs> while we're at Riddle. Oh man, like you know that doesn't get talked about enough in adventuring. Like 
why they all got to smell bad and no one talks about it. Like every day why you wake up with bad? your adventuring party hey, and you're I, like, I, we I all smell horrible river, and probably. no one ever talks about it. I assume that I've been wa- washing myself. Right. Like, I, like myself. But like wa- a rinse face. and like in the times where you're not next to water, it's like you obviously can't unless you go for a trip to go find water, which is dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, but when we're just sitting at like the dock side, then we probably were washing, right? For sure. <laughs> at the docks. All the time we were in Riddleport. Yeah. Riddleport. Riddleport's a given. We were showering. Yeah, but it's like when sure. you're just out in a foreign place like yeah you're not devil's showering. elbow for yeah sure. you have uh, a mage that can <laughs> point. that can cast prestidigitation and just yep. clean you off make we, you smell good we need that well, prestidigitate nice. for really. sure right, okay well that we also like nice. that also <laughs> we is, smell good yeah well no one has it <laughs> we don't oh, we talk about that. it much okay. but like it does happen in our story too that like crow spending a lot of time probably communicating with phrasma how do you like picture yourself doing it even though we don't ever rp it you know or like we rarely do like because phrasma will talk to you and stuff but how do you communicate back to phrasma i guess (laughs) my my actions is Mm -hmm. when she comes she seems to come to me in dreams so Mm -hmm. whenever i wake up and it's and it flusters me i guess i try and achieve whatever i've you know crow feels like the vision was Mm-hmm. whatever message she was trying to get across mm-hmm. do you pray do you yeah do you reach back <laughs> do you pray like you have to like Once mechanically you have to pray for your spells oh, yeah. so oh, i yeah. mean like yeah like praying to get your spells for the day is different too than like sitting down at night to be like for asthma what do i do you know what i mean uh, do you ever picture crow doing that like at night even though we don't talk about night stuff <laughs> yeah definitely Just probably sitting he, there talking with god <laughs> he has his conversations with her and I think in this book, definitely, it's a lot of hard yeah. conversations. I think pretty dark ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like Crow is very willing to, without question, just go and do the things that he believes his God is telling him in, in these visions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, I mean, that probably would be considered a form of prayer to him. The actions and methodology of (laughs) going through the steps to achieve the goal that a god puts on you. Those are at least divine (laughs) actions. Who is a humble sailor to say no to a god? Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) You're just talking to you. (laughs) You got off the boat safe that one time, you owe her your life or whatever, (laughs) you know? Word. And then we come to the, the sea caves. This drow sea caves. You uh-huh. guys are immediately Caverns. met by a locked door. There's a secret <laughs> locked door that is trapped. Boing. Hey. <laughs> Blows your eardrums a little bit. <laughs> yep. Whatever. It's fine. Start Open it with the some door. <sighs> dark, dark cave. You see the silver, the sliver of light from the doors cutting through the darkness of the cave. And then it just goes supernaturally dark everywhere else besides that strip of light. Why, why, did, I, did I do a good, a good enough job at scaring you guys with that yeah i just yeah. got ptsd and i think i might actually start crying <laughs> so if you could stop describing that cave that'd be great <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. yeah it was definitely hard to kind of maneuver that oh my god just starting off with the door closing again was yeah like, son of a bitch <laughs> well, when i was like thinking about the demon having magic jar and mm-hmm. stuff like that i was like it feels like it's going to because obviously it you guys just took Dean out. You're not going to kill him, so you're just going to subdue him and yeah, then right. the demon can't really do anything. But yep. So it kind of became just like smart. A, a stall almost <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. Just Get to, like, out of here, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pause for drama. Yeah, yeah, us doing an exorcism drama. and you just being like suspenseful. Yeah. <laughs> like, Get out Love of him, you demon. Back, and then he comes back. You guys were having a hard time until 
natural 20 on the <laughs> the check to to see if this aid will come that you asked for and the aid that. comes yeah, right away sam teleports in so you right. save the day that was yeah i did not expect that I to forgot. happen immediately i forgot that that was the cause of sam showing up bless your soul yeah, yeah it was a d20 roll <laughs> mm-hmm Yep, yep. You said it so nonchalant. You're just like, roll. It's like 20. 20. It's like, wait, a natural 20? You didn't add anything to that? You're like, oh, yeah, it's a natural 20. Oh, sorry. I, did I not say, Nat, fuck. <laughs> I was so sad at that point. Oh, I was like, that's also true. Just going in your head. Yeah, we're all going to die. We're all going to die for it. We can't hit this thing. I think we all thought that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so she was a big help when she showed up. Definitely. Big surprise. The daylight made it like possible to fight back to the at this thing and then crow using hero points to mimic what he just saw repelled the demon (laughs) but maybe that wasn't for the best i don't think so i'm gonna (laughs) say it i don't think it was i I thought it was big brain when i did it right there's so many of those moves if you don't end the fight it could bite you but also some people like it's known that a lot of people just want to escape with their lives after a certain point of losing in a fight. So if you scare them away, they're not losing enough to want to leave. And also, where's he going? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's plus, here. Yeah. Plus, in the in the daylight that was produced after casting daylight to cancel out a deeper darkness yeah. and casting daylight on top of it, I, I'm assuming that'll stack like that. Maybe it, it doesn't stack like that. It, uh, it might, I think it's better if it does right. in this situation. Because if it just puts it to like normal light or whatever, he can't be there or he can be there. Well, if it, <laughs> if it just, if it just minimized out at whatever light the first daylight yeah. like did, he can't. then he, he it would have just been dark and you guys would have been, been able to see him. He could have tried to like blend in invisibility, okay, but, but he, he would still, he, he'd still attack. Okay. Making it daylight in the room made it so he could not cast spells or attack. So his only option was to flee. Yep. And he could fly, so he just got the hell out of there. It me. seemed like a coward move, but it was like such a smart move for him to be like, I'll catch you later. Yeah. <laughs> like, See ya. You I know, it was you know it's dark here. In yeah. Hindsight, it was kind of was. It was, yeah. It definitely was. When like he they, went off the left or whatever, He's like, and it goes down the hall. I was like, oh, this yeah. is a lure to chase him. <laughs> so the first thing that of uh, this series of encounters in the caves that had changed because of the Shin Rakrath being mentioned was in that first entrance hall, there was going to be two drow in there, and then the shadow demon was kind of like lurking in the hallway. Mm-hmm. So you guys would have been able to take out two of the drow that were causing you trouble in that final room mm-hmm. uh, beforehand, <laughs> and maybe the demon. Uh, I don't uh, like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, yes. I would have rather had it the way we had it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you would have... the it, it, it spreads out the the series of encounters, so it's not as difficult at one point. Yep. It would have been a because you, you guys would have mopped up a couple, just a couple regular drow, no problem. Yeah, yeah. we would have managed it, that. It would have been took out a couple because <laughs> they didn't have this kind of broad distance to just like keep pegging you and just staying away. They're kind of more in an enclosed space at, at, right at the beginning. So you you wouldn't have had a CR uh, 11 or 12 encounter to end it the thing. It would have been like a CR 7 or 8 encounter at the beginning and then like a CR 8 encounter again at the end. But not the way that panned out. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. It went the other way. Mm-mm. And after the demon ran away, you guys went and found the ghost of Varashi the siren that Yaris had fallen in love with mm-hmm. and had was living at this island for hundreds of years, maybe not hundreds, but a long time before Yaris had even showed up. 
and like there she had a little goblin tribe that she was like ruling there for a little bit or that was there Mm -hmm. and then the human showed up and they started developing and stuff and then she was killed wow that (laughs) ghost came in you guys so that that ghost spot is an interesting place because depending on the order in which you guys did everything there was like three or four different ways that could have gone down so if you guys wouldn't have found the wraith of yaris and destroyed it she would have either uh she would have just been like crying profusely in that room and you kind of would have been able to no you wouldn't have been able to hear because of the silent spell but yeah you right. would she you guys would have either attacked her or maybe you would have felt pity and tried to diplomacy right away mm-hmm. and you could have talked her into helping you fight the drow at that i point. thought we could too yeah yeah I but was like, since she sounds like she might want to fuck her <laughs> yeah so that so it's either a fight or a good diplomacy is going to get you an, uh, an ally for the upcoming fight uh-huh. but since you guys destroyed the wraith uh, she was ready to move on and just bestowed you guys wow. with a boon and disappeared. That's she was cool. just waiting for you the whole time. Interesting. Did they have the boon written in if, yep. as the backup thing for yep. that? That was, a, yeah. that was a specific boon. We almost skipped that room entirely. <laughs> yeah, I, <know>. right? <laughs> we almost just I know. If Crow's oh, uh, symbol and uh, hadn't started glowing and his faith been so <laughs> strong and his his uh, quest in his mind so at the forefront. Faith been so strong. <laughs> Heroism would have worked out differently. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Got rid of a, a use of a spell, but yeah, cool. yeah, well, it worked out. I guess. Yeah, cool. And then the battle went horribly. I'm definitely yeah, glad so. that you were like, yes, we need to bust through this door and see what's in there. Right. It could be something. Every every other time this has glowed, it's been something that had attacked us. But <laughs> this is this could be a good moment. This is what Phrasma wanted. This wanted could be the one. For. Yeah. I have to have faith. I have to trust. Otherwise. That's right. It's like George Michael. Yep. You know, it's true. You're just you're just a half blind orc. Yeah, <laughs> just a basically. half blind orc swinging just his best out here. <laughs> but yeah. So we, then the book pretty much ends after the fight, and we get back to Riddleport. There, right? Well, well the, I mean, not skipping over what happens in the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. <laughs> so, well, because so, yeah. we're gonna talk a lot about it. I'm true. sure that. So you know, so, like, so the, the impact of that shitty. fight. That Everyone was a, knows it's shitty. It <laughs> was a great fight. I enjoyed myself. I hated it thoroughly <laughs> in that fight. It was great to have NPCs that were like intelligent. There was like, all right, we they they are working for the Shinrakarath. We need to just fucking kill these guys and right. and leave. We're, we're They're packing up and getting ready to leave. Yep. <laughs> it's definitely a good story, I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. man. The Shindira, the the cleric of Nocticula that was just kind of... she. Uh, what did, you, did you guys think it was weird that like these random spells were coming at you and I didn't say where they were coming from? I thought it was the demon. You thought it was the demon? Yep, same. I thought nice. it was the demon up in the shadows. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. <laughs> nope. Yeah. It was Checks the big out. bad. Secret. Wow. <laughs> so you, when Dane just took out the, uh, the, the druid, you probably all were thinking that's the big bad right there. Mm. The mm. druid guy. I thought the I thought the girl was for sure. Well, she hadn't shown oh, up at that okay. point. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, then. Yep, yep. <laughs> Probably relieved for a second. Maybe. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know. I think when I heard about his frailty, I was like, he's not the big bad. <laughs> <laughs> this feeble old man. Yeah, he just had an orca. Yeah, he just had an orca. Oh, he Con- sure did. Con- mm-hmm. uh, just happens to be way stronger than you know all of those drow. <laughs> the orca took the real dub that day. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried I wasn't going to get to use the Orca. But <laughs> right. It worked out. I was like, how, how do I get to use the Orca? <laughs> you did, I was like, you, aha. Because yeah, after that boon, I was like, all right, now I'm not going to be able to get the suggestion for anybody to jump in the water. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there we are. <laughs> there we are. We got the one suggestion to the water. How, what did the, how did the dogs get? The dogs was a was there. a charm animal or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, so he's just yep. like, come here, Poochie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll jump in. Yep. Hops on in. That's so uh, horrifying. <laughs> that was good. Watching so, yeah. your loyal loyal pups just disregard you by being like, hello. Hey, listen, listen. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about the elephants in the room here? The, the three The, the, three, the three deaths? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it happened. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? How did killing some animals and killing a beloved Lixie? Yeah, I <laughs> beloved yeah. puppers too. I won't take that away from you. <laughs> I mean, they were level one dogs. They're still beloved. No, we leveled <laughs> them were up beloved. with you. They were beloved. We leveled them up with you. Like every every time you leveled up, we leveled them. We gave them more hit dice at least. Mm-hmm. Well, but that only happened once. <laughs> I think twice. I think they're level three by the end of it. Were they? I think okay. so. That's why. That's why Bonnie was able to survive at one chomp. From the from the whale before yeah, the that's second uh, chomp ripped her yeah. apart. One chomp would have done in a level one. Yeah, man. <laughs> like a six hit point dog. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about your feelings or no? Um, yeah. I mean, sure. My feelings are. Do you have any questions about it? Infinite sorrow <laughs> and infinite the melancholy sorrow. that never ends. That's great. Um, yeah. Shit, crow. What's the next animal you're gonna bring to their death? Ooh. Ooh. Straight to <laughs> it with the who, fire. Who said that one? What was this that one comes from our lovely Discord channel where you can come join us at the, the, the Dice Crisis on Discord. You should check us out. Uh, bipolar Pop Tart S. Um, we bring into their death next. <laughs> I don't know. Crow seems to be a dog, a dog guy. So it's probably just another set probably of bigger ones. dogs. <laughs> yeah, let's get a, armor on them. I don't know. Let's get you into like a hellhound, but like a good version. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> is he gonna get it? I don't does know. Maybe he, does he want another pet. Maybe he wants this? a tiger next. I don't that know. Maybe sick. he's gonna be the Tiger King. Ooh, Crow, Crow, the Tiger, Crow King? The t- tiger King. Are you gonna Are you gonna multi class? Maybe get Druid or Hunter or something. Hmm? I don't know. <laughs> I, that's really thinking about it. There. It really is. You could just get a. <laughs> really I think you could get a feat to get an animal companion. Maybe. Yeah, probably down the line. <laughs> you get. You could work it in for him. Level. He'd be like, ah, the first two didn't go so well, so let's let's try. I don't make this one official. I have no reason why a level ten inquisitor couldn't get one level into something to get me an animal companion. (laughs) Uh, That also kind of ties into uh, (laughs) Dane. How many loved ones will have to almost die in front of you before you guys hire another meat shield? You know, uh, meat shields are exactly Dane's uh, thing. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of beef behind that question there will be no more loved ones lost for dane if he can help it so first off none oh. um <laughs> he's he's steeled his heart he against anything. Heart. no it's uh it, it, he's protecting he won't he won't let any harm come to people again yeah it's his goal um so he doesn't have to feel that it's not pain a steel himself? heart yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, so you're like, only protecting people so you don't have that pain again oh that's true He's trying to hide his heart because yeah, it's so soft. It's true. Because it's soft so and very squishy. soft. <laughs> and corruptible. <laughs> <laughs> so when are uh, Eli and Allard going to stop using Dane and Lixie as proxies and just make out already? The sexual tension is so thick you could cut it with a knife. Shouts out to Bipolar. Yeah. He's on fire out here. Thanks I, for finally yep. bringing it up. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. Honestly. So after this question brought up, I immediately killed Lixie. So, yep. uh, so for, we solved that for, right yep, there. Solved it. <laughs> oh, I, I literally literally cut the tension with claws we decided that the tension need be cut and we couldn't keep rooming together if this was going to be a thing it was just getting really weird so yep 
we off to Lixie. Thanks, That's bipolar. All you can do. Everyone can blame BP. I loved that. <laughs> I loved Lixie's seeing dead. that question before she was dead. <laughs> yeah, it was big brain funny. <laughs> no, I think it actually. Like, I think we actually recorded the episode before that question happened. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, but seeing it before they heard. But it. we can still blame BP. <laughs> we can Sorry, still blame bud. BP. We knew. <laughs> Love you. Um, yeah, so we got a lot of a lot of different questions. Do we want to just go full into this uh, question mode here? Because we got yeah, we can let's do go it. into it. Cool. All right, sure. let's start with some questions from the crew. We've been doing a few from the Discord, which crew. you can hit up in Discord. The Dice Crisis. You know what it is. We got the links everywhere. Um. Okay. Let's see. Let's pick a rando one here. Let's get this one. This one comes from Kyle. Hello. Ooh. He's the boy. Well. What am he I asking? Bro, Elyon kicks ass. She definitely took the reins of that final drow fight. She She's did. such a powerful elf for being so young. What are your thoughts on her combat growth from the beginning of the campaign? So we talked about it a little we bit. We touched on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. We touched on it a little bit, but yeah. If, yeah. Yeah, so the spellcasters were definitely interacting with them. Was uh, She kind of went against someone who was comparable to her, so she, kinda had a, she finally had a basis to compare herself to mm-hmm. and having defeated two of them <laughs> and that gecko. <laughs> and, yeah, and the gecko. We ate that gecko. She always the gecko. She one hit the gecko. Yeah. To clarify, throw that crispy gecko. gecko. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, dominating that fight made her feel pretty strong. Um, it. She definitely doesn't have, you know, she might have survive. Some people get survivor's guilt from seeing Lixie die. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel that. Mm-hmm. She's more like uh just happy with herself (laughs) happy with how she did and of course she's sad that Lixie died but Mm -hmm. yeah winning every fight she goes up against except for that one monk that beat beat her up pretty bad (laughs) but you mean you kind of got revenge at the end she did get revenge at the end Uh, we all have our moments yeah so having won all of her fights and all these people that she would think are stronger than her she's feeling pretty good Uh uh-huh does she feel like a like a a a sorcerer prodigy at this point Because she's she's doing some crazy if stuff. She look, uh, I bet if she compared herself to time, yes. But like, I don't think she even thinks about that. Like, it doesn't seem to cross her mind. Like, what are the greats and who am I? You know what I mean? Like, because if she compared herself to the greats, that's yeah. a good point. You know that's a I mean? good way to say it. She hasn't really stopped to compare. She's just yeah. learning and continuing to grow. And <laughs> she's cool there's, she doesn't know what the end of it is, but she's gonna keep learning as much as she possibly can and keep getting as strong as she can and. Even if all these fights aren't necessarily for her, mm-hmm. what she's gaining out of it is all this experience. Right. And is that how you like planned her to be too? Like, so is that like fitting into your mold? Like when you started, that like she wasn't gonna care about those things, or was that kind of like as you developed her? Well, I, I she definitely wanted to find her place, and at the Golden Goblin, mm-hmm. it was like just about a job and yeah. making money, mm-hmm. so that she could live on her own. Well, now she has the money, and her sights went beyond that too. Now that I can live and support myself, what do I actually want? Uh-huh. I just want to be the best I can be. Yeah. Way. So Yo. that enabled her to kind of progress beyond that poverty thought and start striving for goals. Yeah, I think a lot of we all kind of started with that being the initial. Um, thought of them too is that like we didn't know it was going to go that far so like you didn't know that these things would be even proposed to us so I guess you can't really think about them but Crow how was uh, how have you changed from your initial ideas of Crow and how have you fallen like right into place 
Uh, wow. Yeah, right. Like, can you ski <laughs> us that again? Ask uh, that one so more time. How have you changed from your initial ideas of Crow, and how have they fallen right into place? Um, I don't even know how to answer that. Ooh. Didn't have an initial idea for Crow? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, my initial idea for Crow was that he was a pirate, mm-hmm. for sure. And you got it, to be on a boat d- twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you did. Some yeah, I, I think I've definitely he's definitely changed from my <laughs> initial idea of him for just by becoming more of like a team player than like it's his way or the highway, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he's he's trying to he's trying to have a little bit more understanding for why he does things instead of just. Or may, maybe taking a step back and doing things more slow than just like going after it right away. Yeah. So I think yeah. he's. I w- if anything, I'll I taught w- you that lesson. <laughs> I, w- I want to think that his actions are teaching him to be smarter. If anything, I think he's getting smarter. Uh huh. Um, maybe not any more charismatic. But <laughs> I want to think. Bedroom moments. Moments. That's true. Well, I mean. <laughs> Hey, you're getting yeah, getting pretty talkative. Talk to some yeah, people. Yeah, you've had some good times at the temple, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's had some true. good that's times true. at the temple, <laughs> haven't we all? I think a really important moment for our whole party in defining who we are as characters was uh, the interaction between after you killed the kids and mm-hmm. Elyon and Dane or Elyon and Crow kind of confronted each other about it. I think that kind of set the tone of like we're each on our own wavelength. We're helping each other, but we also now give each other the space to kind of do our own actions as long as it doesn't step on each other's toes. Yep. So mm-hmm. Crow can go out and do his ferocious thing and Elion won't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. But Elion's gotten pretty ferocious yeah, herself. She has I mean, too, yeah. And she's, let's not forget that at St. Casperion, we all killed some We kids. all killed some kids. <laughs> In the end, we all did that. So. Except Dane and Lixie. Except Dane and Lixie. That's true. Uh, we just well. also weren't put into the... Yeah, they pro- weren't upstairs. We weren't put into the point. position. I have a feeling that they would have went down the same. <laughs> but since it didn't happen, we have moral high ground. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So youthful. You. <laughs> uh, and I'm learning from her as well. I'll throw in my little two cent for how I originally planned Dane too. Yeah, I mean, Dane was a town running, town running information drug broker. Uh, he just wanted to know things and make money. Um, and yeah, as he, as he grew, it got very real, very fast. And uh, he is a soft little man, um, <laughs> weak little boy. And so uh, I hadn't originally planned for him to be any type of valiant warrior or like a good fighter or anything. Uh, so he fell perfectly into that. Uh, he did change by actually like getting into fights when he, his big change was obviously getting his hands on the bow. Um, yes, the bow. And the bow was the the biggest arc for him, I think, that uh, need be mentioned that was obviously not intended in his story when we wrote him. They're <laughs> like, I wrote him. So uh, I'm sure it was always in the back of someone's mind. Someone was going to get the bow. Yeah. <laughs> so I, because at the, right after we had like a little breather between next episodes. I was like, I was looking at the intelligent weapon rules and stuff like that. I was like, this is kind of fun. What if the this is kind of, fun. what if like, this is a, a possessed kind of crossbow. And then I was like, I could think of a, a dream in which 
uh, Dane gets contacted by the entity and then gives him a choice. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll choose to he'll choose to accept the the demon. Maybe he won't. And then he sure as heck said yes to accepting Who the knows? demon. Right someone away. wants to give Dane power or valor or money. He just took that offer so quick and was like, "Oh yeah, do it." And then. Uh, like a kid, he doesn't understand what the repercussions or the consequences to his actions are. Of course, yeah. So yeah, uh, that was a big enough. part of my goal. Lots of consequences to his actions. <laughs> um, and then Allard, how has the game? <laughs> this is kind of okay. So a lot is changing. What are your thoughts about the story we've come to write on air versus what you expected in your initial prep before we even started releasing? How have we kind of varied from that, or maybe? So, exceeded expectations. I think book two went exactly as I thought it would. <laughs> Not going to awesome. lie. I think it... <laughs> okay. Pre- uh, you guys went to the crater first, which I didn't think was going to happen, but everything else kind of fell into line. Like, there was things that I didn't know that I was going to do. Like, I didn't know that I was going to have Sam contact Elyon, or I didn't know that I was going to have this Brando dude around. Cause, really? So, oh, yeah, so Akron. Bra- <laughs> Brando was... Akron. Let's hear it. Akron <laughs> Eriks. I introduced a character in book uh, one as, like, a dumb character that, I, that you guys really clung to so i was like all right so this guy is now akron and he's gonna pull the wool over your eyes just like he's pulling the wool over his inch's eyes for the past couple months and then we'll get this reveal of a person <laughs> who's been foreshadowed foreshadowed a little bit more uh, instead of having akron this dude just be like a new person yeah. with zincher's group that's awesome honestly so awesome and then they're the I, same person yeah and then i didn't know that bradicar would still be alive and i brought him back because <laughs> i felt like since he's alive he's, he'd probably come with zincher on this and i wanted to show that you guys had changed him so he after his defeat he took a good look at himself and decided that boasting about his uh, old Corvosan guard armor and stuff like that had done him no good and <laughs> and completely like okay. changed his life. Was yet good. trumped by the water itself. <laughs> yeah. The water and the mercy of children. <laughs> right. The pure mercy of three kids being like, go home. Right. <laughs> this is what everyone tells us. Go home. <laughs> so those were two things that I didn't know would happen. I knew that so the moment that me and Eli decided that Dane's dad was going to work for Avery Slag, I knew that I was going to sh- have him show up again in book two. It was probably like near, like coming up into book two where I was like, all right, the best place for him to be is just one of these dudes in let's dying of the disease in Zincher's tent. And so those are, that's a couple of <laughs> things that I didn't think was going to happen. Uh, well, I didn't know that I was going to have to adjust the, how the combat worked out in that last fight. So, uh, because you guys mentioned Shinrakarath and you had you gave uh, a day for Zincher to go and actually like talk to the person again and stuff like that, I moved the people, I buffed them all to their their max buffs, and I had them ready and waiting for you guys to come in. Those are things that I didn't know was going to happen, but you know you're kind of always ready to to change an encounter a little bit depending on how your PCs go into it. Uh, otherwise, book two pretty much went how it was kind of supposed to. Mm-hmm. The Akata fight went like textbook. Uh, the 
like the siege of the witch top witch light codified yeah, when yeah. textbook there's a couple things that i just had to like sprinkle in as random encounter stuff the deer i guess was just a random encounter thing <laughs> uh, i was yeah. like i haven't talked about any of the just regular wildlife on this thing i'm gonna show them a deer and see what they do and dane shoots it and <laughs> bonnie yeah. almost gets killed and that's like the exact I thing too. It was like this hasn't been mentioned so it must be important and it's definitely not just the dm world building yeah I was like, <laughs> it's gotta be important there's regular animals on this <laughs> island too Kill like, if every time you saw a squirrel the dm was like and you see a squirrel and you see a squirrel. Get it. And there's a bunny the and there's a deer. I rapid shot the squirrels. <laughs> I rapid shot the squirrels. Deer. Double We're shot. eating well tonight. All right. <laughs> Many shot, rapid shot. I'm going to deadly aim this deer. Well, did you, and so you didn't really then have to like streamline anything for us. We just kind of flew through it. On yeah. You guys flew through it just kind of as I was ready for it to be flowed through in a lot of ways. There was just kind of, eh, you walk around the path in a different way than I, a regular person might have go, gone yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> a regular person. <laughs> Just tiptoeing around the corner. Yeah, but somebody might have actually just like taken the paths instead of like we're gonna cut in the woods. <laughs> we don't. We don't want Zincher to know we're here. We're hey, sneaky. That's I don't. Smart know. We can't trust it. anybody. It worked out. That's smart sneaking. Uh, you know. And then book one, I think, was a little bit more flexible, and because I was, I was really in book one. I was kind of like sitting back on my haunches a lot more, mm-hmm. waiting to see what you guys were gonna do in your hometown yeah. before I threw the actual plot points at you. So book one took a uh, a lot longer since I wasn't just like active. This is what's happening. You're in a new environment. The environment's happening to you. You're not enforcing your judgment upon the environment like you were back home. Right. Yeah. And then there's also you don't own shit here. Yeah. I also threw in a, a set piece encounter in book one, and I didn't do that in book two. Hmm. Hmm. I chose the set piece in one. Four, the the, the Saint Casperians. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was yeah, yeah. a set piece that I skinned to make more applicable to you guys and Duh. what you had just done. That checks out. Do you regret allowing any third per- party additions yet from BP? No. There's only <laughs> there's only been the shadow hands, and that was just that's Not just been know. kind of a cool spell. And it's He's spring. only used it twice. I sprinkle things that are. <laughs> Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't try to break things if I don't have to. Yeah, he doesn't use his strongest spells. That's true. <laughs> it's also just weird flavor in Dane out here throwing shadow hands like eight times. <laughs> yeah. So I, just uh, before we move on from that, what are the change things? Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that had changed because of your guys' actions was the raid on the Golden Goblin in book one. Mm-hmm. Where you guys decided, yeah. yeah, we're not gonna just go and like check it out ourselves and maybe attack it. We're gonna go talk to Zincher and make something happen. So since I knew you guys were gonna skip a whole encounter, I made Saul blow it up, and that was not written okay. anywhere. But it, yeah. the text <laughs> did tell that he blew up, like he lit his own house and killed his wife with fire. Ooh. So I figured, why wouldn't he do it again if he's trying to skip town? He just yeah. wants to make Dane cry. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. We just, just said, we're only out here to make the players cry. You heard it here first. <laughs> that's it. What can uh, what can we do to make Elion cry? <laughs> that's another question we have. <laughs> uh, try and find out. <laughs> try and find out. <laughs> Bet you won't. Catch me if you can. <laughs> that's okay. some good shit. That's some good shit. Find out. Fuck around. <laughs> oh man. We got some. That was my question. <laughs> that was I your question. Yep, yep, yep. What can I, what can I do to make you slash Elion cry? Was my full question. To make <laughs> me cry? Yeah. Uh, you're, put, the la- you're my last target. Uh, put me into a confinement room with a giant spider. All right. I'll cry. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I, I think mean, that just seems. I cruel. will find a giant spider. 
I'll cry IRL if that happens. I'll definitely cry in game if that happens. Have I ever told you <laughs> that I kill it? Have I ever told you that I know a back door into Mordor? Oh, really? Did wow. I ever tell you that? Like Narnia? Oh. Like there's some stairs that kind of go up and up, and then you find this like tunnel that you go through, and then you're in Mordor. That sounds way better than going through the front gate. I'm uh, in. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> but wait, guess who's behind the back door? It's Briggs the Bard. What? When are we gonna get him into like? You know, hey. come fix everything. We got a question from BP. Is that when's the bard going to come up here and save everything? And Shoot you know what? Heads. It's about time. Honestly. Yeah, to be honest, it is about time. <laughs> and about to time. be even more honest, uh, Andrew ha- is looking more free than he had been <laughs> any weekends prior to COVID. So, hopefully, an appearance. You know, we'll just have to wait and see. Okay. That, that, <laughs> and that actually ties into one from Tilda from our Discord. Shouts out. Up, Has Tilda? there been any new original tracks or music in the works? We have been running on some pretty anthemy songs. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I brought one new one in for uh-huh. the final battle. I want to have like maybe one or two more for the next book. Uh, just I'm just kind of if I do it, it's gonna go slowly. If I be like, hey Andrew, Kyle, let's go, let's like whip out a couple. We might have something, a few more new ones. Mm-hmm. We should probably do that. We yeah. should probably do that. Yeah, we've been talking about. Hey, I'd so, say the know, answer is yes. The okay. answer is yes. <laughs> well, there you go. The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I made one. I made one for the last episode. Yeah, there's the, one the, reason. The boss fight. Hit me up in a couple months. <laughs> mm, yeah. Won a book. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Let me see here. I'm running a little crunch here on time, so I'll skim it down. Uh, <laughs> Classic this one, quote. Yep, yep. This one's to me. So I'll go ahead. Was any of your desire to have Dane leave personal so you could play another character? Ooh. I was wondering that. That was my question. Yes, <laughs> and it was Michael's question. Um, no. Honestly, uh, his decision to leave was a big byproduct of way too much character empathy and... Um, plans from book one to not leave Riddleport. Uh, And I didn't make it concrete then. I wasn't like, I'm not, like, I won't leave Riddleport, so, like, get ready. You know what I mean? I was just like, I don't know if he will. And despite all the effort that Hallard put in to be like, he would, let's go, he would, here are some things. I was like, his heart and my heart. (laughs) And both hearts were just like, this isn't something, especially, like, when you get small hooks of, like, what's mom doing and he knew new old dad yeah. <laughs> and like um things like that it was very like cumulatively just too much of feeling what the character would have felt and that he would stay back because he's afraid and because he's got a lot of other goals and worries that he feels like he could tackle probably yeah. you know what i mean um so yeah like that was a uh, it wasn't even uh, honestly we didn't have like any plan to like remake a new character or anything when this happened like i'd say it's all just like winging it at that point like right in that last end it was like okay so he's gone now we got some work to do and that was like that was a big change so no i wasn't actually planned and i didn't actually even know if i would be playing another like what type of character i'd be or anything was not in the plans Sure, sure. So everything felt very linear. Right. All of his decisions made sense. And, like, I knew it, too, like, uh, playing him that I was, like, that's, like, one of his fears was that it was, or not his fears, one of my fears was that it was going to come off, that it was, like, it was so convenient, right? It's, like, so convenient to get out and, like, 
get a new one as an easy write-off and it wasn't even like i didn't want a new one i fucking like dane yeah, <laughs> you know what dope. i mean like i love dane like, um there are some <laughs> have a moment there, there are things throughout the rest of the books that would have that dane would have thought was cool right for sure yeah um there's a lot of reasons for that which is like another question is like all the reasons but that's that's a lot of them I yeah mean, i think most. the biggest reason is i didn't do my job <laughs> well enough i didn't cut all of the ties from dane like i did with <laughs> crow and elion i should have killed yeah. dane's parents and kept the girlfriend alive here's why you can't have happy yes. pcs uh, <laughs> i should have made sphere to hate him I <laughs> mom's mad at you dad's dead your mom's dead would, everyone you put all the pieces yeah. your girlfriend in place. wants to get the fuck out yeah. for right. him to stay yep i See, really it really ended up being like everything was in place for him to settle back into his hometown instead of everything's in place for him to leave like Take it was on. for right. for Elion and Crow. Like we saw, I feel like that was visualized by the fact that Dane was like, all right, I'm going to go home and after this funeral. And you're, you both were like, I guess we're just going to sleep next to Quava in the woods. We don't really have a place to go. Right. Right. Yeah. Every, for all three of us, it all seemed like no brainers, but like uh -huh. I can see how it's a little bit jarring. From different a different directions. perspective, yeah. Yeah. I want to see the cutscene right in the middle of some random map of Dane going into Lixie's house and getting hit with a fireball. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just like <laughs> I know it's coming. Here's the ambush. <laughs> can you can you unlock her traps? No oh, man. <laughs> that would be it too. Be like, oh, I'm just going in there to like see if she had a will or anything. Oh god. Yep. <laughs> fireball. <laughs> Yeah, you come back and cannon. you come back and see Dane. He's got like a burn. He's like missing an arm. He's like her house was really trapped too. <laughs> it was so trapped. It was so trapped. I you hate guys. this life. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing goes good. <laughs> you look like fucking Two Face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like there's a lot of fun to be had in Riddleport too. Uh, there is like as a as a young alchemist boy who's a business entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of things. One of our questions uh, from Tilda as well ties in good. What are you going to miss about Riddleport as a location? Honestly, everything. That place sick. <laughs> yeah, Riddleport was probably you could my do favorite anything. town. <laughs> yeah, you could the, do anything you wanted if you if you thought about it. It was, was there. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Golden Goblin, but that's a whole different thing than. Mm -hmm. I like the kind of crimey cities yeah, more than the, the lawful. If you do something wrong in the street, armed guards will come and they will put you in prison. You can just stab someone <laughs> for trying to pickpocket you. It's great. Yeah. As long as you're not like trying to get on the over, overlord's hit list, you're pretty much fine. I mean, any of the crime bosses hit lists, you can pretty much do what you want. It's a doggy dog town and it's, you know, if you if you can make it on Riddleport, <laughs> you can make it. You can make it anywhere. anywhere. So let's, Ooh, let's, let's I, go somewhere else. I really want to touch on this one. It's a little bit of a jump, but I totally forgot. I really want to touch on this one. So this one's also from Michael to Allard. What? Sorry. What balance, if any, do you have between creating the campaign, like full RP versus being a game? So do you have any balance where you're trying to sit in balance between being full RP and being just the game you play? Uh, can or I do you look let at that question? Yeah, and let me expand on that. Like, <laughs> It was a quick question, so I was like, there's a lot to elaborate there. <laughs> for example, like I imagine the us finding the boon. Mm. I don't know if this was in your decision, but maybe there's part of you like, well, it's a really cool aspect of the game for them to find this, and so I want to light Crow's emblem up so that they as the players discover it. Like, That's exactly what I did. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, anything like that. Uh, I, How do you balance that? 
because it is a game. There are rules to it. You but, could spoon feed us yeah. all that. <laughs> or I, you could be like, they missed it. <laughs> like, I am of the opinion that it's more entertaining for everybody the more that everybody discovers. Mm-hmm. So I sure. I try to facilitate it as much as possible, especially in like book one, maybe halfway through book two. Uh, I, I wanted to get that out so that the PCs had their agency, all the story could get out and stuff like that. Uh, but now going into later books, things are going to get more serious. So, and you're in a, a new environment. Uh, so you're not going to have this, uh, such a, a spoon fed time with it. I think that I, when I did things like make crows, uh, phrasmic symbol light up, that it was done logically. It was done after his deity sent a, 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 a harbinger to go talk to him about destroying a bunch of undead on the island. So I feel like that was kind of a, a step from that to help crow with the mission that he was just given. Uh, a lot of stuff balancing it between a game and full RP. Uh, I, I mean, you guys have been as, as far as what I've had to do to balance just to like get enough of the information out. I haven't had to do a whole lot because in general, you guys have have killed all of your like mo- like most all of your lore kind of checks and skill checks in that regard. Mm-hmm. So uh, during all the crucial spots, you guys have kind of killed it. Uh, just with your rolls. Um, if and, we feel like we missed something, we hound it too. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want to find things you, out. You but the funny thing is, it. we've missed a ton as well. Oh, like, yeah. there's a there's a or not there's even missed be. it, but like we found out about it like yeah. maybe way too. If you would have rolled late. better, then you would have known that. Yeah, like yeah. it took us a few <laughs> series, but like we would eventually kind of circle around to something. Yeah, that's so also I, good storytelling. What the <laughs> so. The, taking that question in consideration with how I dealt with Saul and him like deceiving you guys the whole time. True. I True. made it more RPified instead of gamified by not telling you guys to make sense motive checks against mm-hmm. him. If you in your thought own if your own thoughts thought he was being fishy, you would have done it. But I wasn't gonna turn it into a game and be like, hey, there's an opportunity <laughs> to make a check here. You wanna make the check? Yeah, if you had done that, we would have been so suspicious. Yeah, I yeah. think suspicious. I think yeah. our suspicion is a little bit more heavy in book two than book one yeah. because of Saul. <laughs> As I tricky. think like just getting are you going to keep trusting st- every stranger you come across was another question we had on Discord. No, <laughs> like, are you gonna no, <laughs> we will not. I the have so loves, many trust issues. The party loves a stranger, you know. Except, <laughs> not anymore. Except we are. We're except letting, for you, literally, we're yeah. planning to no, go with no. Quava to a new place yep. and meet with people we've never met with. <laughs> but at least like. He and you know Quava kind of a death pit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last time you did anything for Quava, it went horribly. It's true. At least he died. <laughs> we are his meat shields. Yeah. We don't have to hire yeah. meat shields. We are the meat shields. But at now. least he, uh, like, the second time you met him, but the first time the rest of the people met him, he went into danger for you guys to help. So that's, that's, that's what I've always been. That's the, the difference Quava, between yeah. it. Saul never went out of his way to help you guys. He just gave you a little bit more money to keep you involved. Paid us well. And I, yeah. there was sort of a feeling amongst the group, like, well, he's paying us well, so I won't question it. Yeah, you guys said that, I think, a few times. <laughs> I was like, we did. Right, yeah, it was, the well, GP he's paying was us, nice. so. <laughs> that yeah. checks out for Dane. I don't know. <laughs> GP's always good. You know? The GP is always good. And when you're the house, the house is always winning. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Elyon trusts Quava. It's true. And yeah. the other thing she's gotten into, she was interested for her own personal reasons as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's definitely a little less trustworthy. She's going to question some things. Mm-hmm. And you should. 
Yeah, definitely, yeah. Start, definitely starting to get trust <laughs> issues. Um, that's interesting too. Uh, so I'm gonna go out on two more here. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, this one is from. Well, these last two are both from yours truly, our fine host. <laughs> Who? Who? Uh, the sad, the sad little soft boy. When do you feel most proud of your decisions in game? Be it in RP or in combat, what's a personal win for you? So when do you feel the most proud of your decisions in game? Uh, Role play, combat, what's a personal win for you? Kyle, when have you felt just like, yeah, that was a fucking win? Like between those two categories overall, or just like I mean, one the, moment. Yeah, in Pathfinder, there's RP or combat usually for me. So I'm just like, whether it be in either of those. A like, skill check. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a skill check, that just you're like, that was a win for me. That was a monumental moment. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. If anyone has a personal win right off the top of their head, making yeah. two players cry in one encounter. I knew Allard <laughs> would have it. <laughs> That's a personal win. I don't know if you could say. I've, I don't know if I. You say you cried. <laughs> you said, it was more than one. You can't take it back. You it was three you tears. You told me. You told me you cried. <laughs> I won't take it away from you. I did. I cried me a river. Woo. Sure did. On air. You can check it I out. I gave you a couple faucet drips. <laughs> I gave you a leaky faucet. <laughs> I gave you a leaky faucet. How about you, Alan? Yeah, a personal win. Um, the strategy fights. That's just fun for me to play. Yeah. <laughs> I love when it's not just like throwing spells back and forth or fighting, but like in the cave, Elion was hiding in the corner and then she ran up the wall to get better position on the pillar. And then it was thinking about, all right, this spellcaster can do this and this, so I better stay out of the way of those spells. That type of stuff is a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. Because you did that whole spider climb thing and like would move to the other side of the pillar and stuff, you avoided being, uh, being blinded and silenced. Yeah, she let Crow take, and she <laughs> she let Crow get blind. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. Heard Survival <laughs> of the fittest. But if she had got blinded and silenced, Shit that would have been, been bad. I think worse. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Crow. Debatably, a lot worse. Unless Crow would. I don't. Mean, I once don't Crow would have gotten up there and over to her, he would have been able to do the mondo damage. But he just didn't, was never near enough to a person to be able to like hit him with a falchion and yeah. crit like you had been doing against the akatas and the zombies. Yeah, sure. if he had, if Crow yeah. got up there, he could have maybe taken her out in just a couple hits. But she would have levitated on him. Yeah, I guess that's, too. that's my answer have. to the question. Every time Crow crit, that was always a good moment. <laughs> a just good getting hit. that keen falchion, <laughs> and then like when it does what it's supposed to do, you're just like, mm-hmm. all right, that twenty, 20 plus 20. damage. Oh, like God. I think I've all shed right. more beauty tears at your falchion crits than I have from crying from just, sadness. He just loves like a just tear every time. He just loves slicing with that's that flaming falchion. I love some good role play moments too, like the the graveyard role play felt pretty good i, I mean it was sad but i think that it was it felt like a very it felt like a into movie it role play yeah, yeah like i blacked out for that episode <laughs> whole episode <laughs> not even gonna lie i blacked the fuck out i was listening to allard edit it and i was like this is wild this is a trip you can hear everything like in my voice and then everything was just so wow <laughs> yeah wow. when my role play can feed into other people and it's it feels like a group and when yeah. the whole group feels like it's connected into the same sort of feeling that's when that's those are the really feel good moments yeah and it or, was like and it was a written encounter in the sense that like i wrote out what i wanted to say but i also wanted to let everyone in like improv with it you know what i mean see if they did anything what they did how they acted whatever so it was nice to see the reactions and stuff that's 
definitely a, a good is a sad win but it was a good win a good rp win yeah i mean that's about as good as, about of, as, good a, as it gets. <laughs> of a funeral scene i've i've heard yep. or seen yep. actual play right i think yeah Crown i mean that was, one was pretty good well and that's just it too is like like i was saying earlier with the just way too much empathy into the dane character that it was just like so painful <laughs> and it just shouldn't have been that hard but it just really was and uh <laughs> hey you're into your character and that's hey, that's all i want it's great yeah it's great to me um yeah a good win a good win Do for it. dane was just obviously great <laughs> 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 Uh, Dane's win is just downing Zincher. That was that was a good ass win. That for him would felt good, even though he got his ass mopped, kind of. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He like, got dropped. Lixie had to save him, but <laughs> yeah, Lixie, Lixie, downing Lixie Zinter. killed Zincher. But that feeling afterwards of being like he's dead. <laughs> yeah, fucking Lixie was like Such untouchable and the killing machine ass. up until that that whale. She was great. You know, you can stealth your way around a lot of shit, but a whale is a whale. Yeah, yeah. nah. Once you've been suggested mm. to take a little swim next to a, <laughs> a hungry orca whale, <laughs> things kind of go south from there on out. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's true. Man, those RP wins and combat wins are what it's about, though. The last one I want to go out on is... <clears throat> Dun, 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 and finish your drinks. Uh, right, how have you, how, did. <laughs> nice. All right, here we go. How have you grown as a person from playing tabletops? The more recent, the better. So how have you felt? I'll even start this one off. Uh, I feel like I've gotten to explore emotions that I haven't been able to get access to in years. <laughs> um after yeah after going to after you know like going to school and stuff you know you just lose a lot of the a lot of the things that bring you either <laughs> immense joy or immense pains and uh, you kind of settle into like work life and stuff and you get you know comfy but like playing again is just like you get to explore the emotions that I wouldn't have had I would never uh, yeah, I wouldn't say never because that's a bad thing to say but I haven't had any friends die recently enough to you know feel that super bad despair and uh I think, you know, getting to play with that and um, even just changing uh, and getting to play that in real time is the best part for me for real life uh, changes. How about y'all? I feel like I've become, uh, yes and has taught me a lot, not even just mm. like, like that was a big thing in teaching me how to do role play and learn things. Just that simple phrase made so much sense. So much importance. I wish someone had told me about yes and as <laughs> like a 11 year old, mm -hmm. because it makes like role play has made conversations for me easier. It makes, yeah. it makes me better in social situations where I can just like, roll with someone starts talking to me and I know how to carry a conversation because if I can talk to Bradicar Faye as we're fighting each other in the water like sure I can talk to someone at Walmart yes. <laughs> exactly uh, an, an employer talking to you doesn't feel near as uh, near as intimidating once you've had to shit talk Zinter to his face or something weird you know what I mean or, like you know or like <laughs> once you're once one boss sends you to get killed by rat folk or not rat folk <laughs> where rats yeah and then you get to feel betrayal in real life <laughs> you get to learn trust <laughs> issues you, can, yes. you get to play with trust issues that don't affect you like finances and whatever else <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah no that importance of improv is super 
just universally usable for every conversation for the rest of forever. And like, yeah. I was luckily enough, uh, I did improv, not even improv, but theater training in my hometown as a kid. And like, yeah, they taught us how to do that just in sketches and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that definitely just brings it to like a whole nother level that if you just let someone do a thing and roll with it. <laughs> you took that, that non-major acting class in college too, didn't you? you Probably. Yeah, we did. Acting for everyone? Oh my God, we did, yeah. Acting <laughs> for everyone, but yeah, yeah, because I did, <laughs> I did like two or three plays as a kid for like my hometown theater, but yeah, like, yeah, same I got to play Tiny Tim. You're Tiny Tim? <laughs> yeah. Dude. I got to say, God bless us, everyone. How cute is what? that? What, you did? Yeah. <laughs> That's the line, I man. know. That close, does that close I, out the play? I think so. It's not bad. Flexing. I had a cast? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, My claim to fame is Knicky in Greece. <laughs> That's awesome. Love I love Greece so much. How about you two? Uh, uh, how have you grown as a person from playing tabletops? Uh, <laughs> for me, I guess it's more of uh, I've had to work more at collaboration <laughs> and compromise. Uh, growing up, I really have learned to not like working with people yeah. for projects and stuff like that. So have, doing a collaborative story is is really an exercise in, in collaboration. Letting go of control. And, yeah, <laughs> letting go of control. Even though I'm the I'm the GM yeah. and like I'm supposed to kind of be in control, the story is better the more control or decision making I allow by the other people in the room with me and then adapt into what I have planned. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just been all, and then and then listening, the getting flow. a little bit better at, yeah. hearing what people are saying, adapting it, learning how to put it into something that you already thought you had finite in your head, and then like changing things about that, and then being okay with that, and then being okay with them fucking up that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah. we've all gotten better at, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, learning how to kind of like it's not even like reading minds, but group storytelling gets a lot easier as we've done it for a year now. That like. Even if it's not a yes and or no and thing, it's just like, okay, so if these things have been said, that makes these things true or whatever, you know what I mean? Like learning canon as you go, mm-hmm. as you make it together. <laughs> yeah, like I have been, so I, instead of uh, being like, uh, after somebody kind of exposits a little something that like maybe we had talked to person to person about your character and been like, yeah. instead of being like, oh, that detail you got that detail a little bit wrong. We talked about something else. Mm-hmm. It's just more like hearing that detail that you, you talked about and be like, okay, now I'm adjust. That's, that's canon. And now right. I'm going to adjust what, what I, I know to be true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Instead and of being like, no, you're wrong. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. And right trying now. not to railroad it, but also trying to make sure that whatever is said, isn't going to break later canon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, as long as it doesn't affect later, good thing you've read the books. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you were flying by the cuff of your seat, we could say some shit now that you accept that doesn't check out later. Yes, I'm still not going to give somebody a cart when they do not have a cart. <laughs> and walls are hard to climb. <laughs> a cart is a readily yes accessible thing yes. in medieval times. <laughs> Everyone not, has a cart. Not when you're a ranger who's just been running around by himself and, and his bird. I don't understand why wet buildings are hard to climb. I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta have longer fingernails. <laughs> yeah, right. Adapt into a climber. Uh, how about you, Kyle? What What have you been feeling? What? <laughs> what you up to? <laughs> Wait, wasn't the question? <laughs> I'm changing your question. Was Wasn't the question? How, how have you grown as a person from playing tabletops? The more recent, the better. That's different than how you feel. <laughs> no, it's just how you like, feeling, what's up? bro? Um, I guess just 
being able to like really delve deep deep into a story and like my i guess my favorite part about it is like this has become like a recurring series for me in my head you know what i mean like i'm always excited to like oh like what's gonna happen like where are we going like what's what you know it's just like this drama that i like to watch play out so good just delving into the story is the the most fun part for me and kind of like having all the dots connect on an rp level and on like a motive combat level just like creating that that story is is fun and uh the improv part is cool to me too like how the three of us are kind of writing it but like you got like the overview <laughs> and like you're kind of like you know we're the puppets and mm. we're making our decisions but like you're like all right you can make that decision and let's twist it over here yeah. like you the, put that the meat the on the bone a little bit weird so i'm gonna have to put connect this bone somehow <laughs> yeah. different here, here let me get some string. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. I know you said it was the last question, but can you ask Kyle off what he just said? The question that I have. Yeah, for him? I honestly was thinking about that. I was like, that runs right into what Ooh, he was just thinking. What are uh-oh. some role playing games that you've played before, and how has role playing Pathfinder, a heavy role playing, the emphasis on the role playing game, changed your perspective of your characters and other games? That kind of goes and ties with what you just said. How you're diving deeper into the story. So, do you look at other games that you play with more of a connection to your character wow because you have a character in skyrim yeah yeah as you played crow i i can see that you're getting more and more connected with who he is has right. that changed your play with other games yeah um i mean i guess the game that's been taking most of my time is runescape but um Morality is a questionable thing in RuneScape. It is. It is. (laughs) You're the hero of that world. It's it's hard to feel otherwise. Right. But I I I'm putting most of the practice into this campaign for sure with evolving Crow, and I hope he keeps evolving. I mean, I kind of wanted him to like start as like he has the idea of like being chaotic neutral, where he could kind of go either way. But you know, I feel like as the story grows, he might grow out of that or maybe even deeper into that i don't know but i think yeah. that's where most humans start their life is chaotic neutral <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? like babies are chaotic neutral <laughs> like, yeah they're chaotic but they're gonna react exactly how you expect that to react <laughs> very reactionary but hope hoping he gets smarter i guess hey that's on you know that's on growth <laughs> yeah. and i'm glad that you brought that up because that is kind of the reason that i wanted to start a podcast with with y'all because i wanted to get that connection to the story and to characters i wanted to bring you guys in and into help you get that connection and yeah fall in love with the 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 agency of finding out information in a in a in a in a fictional setting and and, and then having it drive you batshit insane yeah. for a week until you come back to play yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've yeah. come a long way from our first rune lords campaign where i'd give yeah. you a, a very mysterious bloody note and you guys would be like that's interesting we're gonna go to the woods and look for monsters <laughs> yeah. we're gonna go a build a fighting pit instead <laughs> i hear there's a we want to make pit. money <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true yeah i mean i don't know it's become a very uh important like weekly uh, a weekly part that like my brain dwells on all week and i'm sure it does for everybody especially someone who has to edit and plan it (laughs) um but yeah like it's it's the most captivating series i've watched for 
a year and a half or whatever. You know, how long have we been playing? A year almost? I don't yeah. know. Um, we've been playing for I mean, a little over a year, year, but we've only been releasing for seven months. Okay, Wait, yeah. what? You said nine months? Yeah, I was like, it's been Shit. a while, though. COVID hit me weird. Right. I don't yeah. know. What, I don't know when it is anymore. Well, we just released episode 40, so it was... Imagine a show that's been 40 running... Weeks. Yeah, 40 weeks. Running well, 52 nine months is a year, but we started with three... So we're like, now, yeah, nine months in. Yeah. We're way more captivating than Breaking Bad. Check us out every yeah. week. <laughs> more captivating than Breaking Bad. You more heard it content here first. than Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, and more tears than... I think Game of Thrones still has more content. No, they, they have mm-hmm. 60-ish hours, and we have just Ooh. over 70. Nerds. All right, <laughs> Nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> so that being said, we hope you enjoy our wonderful episodic journey through the second darkness playthrough. And, and book three. Book two was amazing. Fun. Great job, Allard. Great job, players. We all did so good. Yes. Um, oh, do uh, oh. Uh, it's it probably a little late. I was just gonna be like, do you want to mention the the drow lore that you discovered in the cave? Of Shindira's, it, it's probably probably past that mm, now. Yeah, sorry. I guess we'll talk about that. You'll have to do next time. Cliffhanger. Hit our Discord. <laughs> or hit us up in Discord. We'll talk to you. Hit about our it. Discord where we get all of our questions for yeah. these anyway. Yeah, and, and if, come talk to us about our episodes. Yeah, we should That's definitely we answer any questions that we didn't in Discord too, or yep. bring them back. Maybe yep. we'll bring we them get, back. We we really crushed the crushed the questions. We flew through them pretty well. Um, yep. So hell yeah. It has been real. I'm going to send my production assistant, Allard, to click uh, stop streaming. It has been real and fun. We hope that you will catch us on, on anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Come hit us on the Discord. This has been Crisis Alert number two. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.